Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. Vikings Season 5, Episode 1, 2, 3, 4, 19. What happens in a cave stays in a cave. It reminds me of that. Uh, whatever Floki does in that cave can stay between Floki and us. I feel like a fly on the wall walking through Floki. Why couldn't his adventures, every, once he left Kattegat, just be him alone? I could deal with watching his storyline just being Floki. I enjoyed even just this better than most of the the community stuff that we got in the last season and a half but what an episode of Vikings lots of fun that fight with Uba and Frodo Baggins was intense and I like how it wasn't overly glorified it was a good knocking down drag him out dirty rough tough kind of fight I can't say the same about the death of Judith, which was sort of a afterthought in the episode of such a big character. I know she's had sev several celebratory moments this season, and I've mentioned that she's probably my most valuable... What about, what about... Ladies and gentlemen, the sports cast tonight, after this episode of Vikings television, I will give my MVP award of the season to, uh, no, but I really am enjoying, or really did enjoy the Judith performance, and if this was her swan, or this is her swan song episode, I doubt she's gonna come back much, maybe in some sort of flashback to Alfred at some point, but, but not on the high likely scale. I have to say I really did enjoy her run, this was a good point. I love that scene at the end with Bjorn and, and Hitzak. Combining, hugging, hugging at each other out, uh, loving it, loving the Ragnar brother love. It's 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 a beautiful fucking thing. And Ivar, oh little little Ivar. I mean, there's more stuff to talk about in this episode, but we had King Fine here and Bjorn almost face off, and then someone just stuck their stuck their nose right in the middle of that. That was very television. That was kind of a television moment. Like, oh, we're gonna fight, 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 fight. A lot of fucking commercials. I do love Floki. I'm a Floki fanboy. It Just for whatever it's worth, I didn't do my double check, so if I sound computerized, please let me know. Usually I do a double check because sometimes it, that can happen. Oh my goodness. Well, let's dance. I thought I was doing my Kermit the Frog dance. But I did enjoy this episode. I didn't necessarily enjoy it as much as the previous few episodes, but this was kind of a needed episode, and the high points of this episode, the action that we got really moved at a really good brisk pace. That's what I'm liking about this back half of this Viking season. It's knowing the right times to slow down, the right times to go forward. It's it's fucking me very good. It's do it hit me in the right spots in this back half of this season, and I'm quite enjoying it. But I'm also not alone. I, I can see it out of the side of my butthole eye. The best, the beautiful, the live motherfucking jab. Here we go. We got Hannibal. I mean, Cannibal. Hannibal or Stella Harrison. Oh, that's, that's, is that your porn name, Hannibal? I like it. We got Stella Harrison in the live chat. We got, oh, we got Top Shelf Fandom. We got Justin in the live motherfucking chat. We got Brian. We got Mingy. We got Paul Q. We've got I see fury. <laughs> and yes, the the preview was not on. Uh, History Channel's trying to get up on on what you got to do sometimes. They're, they're borrowing a borrowing something out of AMC's playbook. I call it the Into the Badlands thing. That if you want to see the preview for the next episode, you're you're forced to watch most of the next show uh, just so they can get you in on the ratings that you tuned into Night Fight. 
which is the show that was on after Vikings, which which I did DVR because I wanted to watch the Vikings preview. And then I realized I could just watch it online two seconds before I did the podcast, which I did. And if anyone didn't see it and wants to know what happens, it shows the attack, the base, the beginnings of the attack on Kattegat. Bjorn is is charging the gate and Ivar shooting arrows down. That's basically what you see. And it looks like, it looks like Anakin, Ivar has the higher grounds. That's what it looks like. That's what it looked like to me. But we'll see. Lagatha has another spirit journey. And this time she sees the bishop. What's what's next for Lagatha? She's continuously, she's hanging on the storyline and she's getting younger by each moment. Each moment Lagatha is going. I, I very much love the direction that Vikings has gone in these final three final half of this season the beginning half uh i think king mckay said it perfectly in one of his last videos this season started out slow it started out a little bit unorganized when i'm saying this season i mean 5b i don't mean all of five but really in this last end part it's it's kicked it into high gear and this is generally for me really good quality television entertainment for vikings Last episode was a highlight point because, as I've mentioned many times, I am a Ragnar Lothbrok fanboy, like straddle my head. But but in general, I think they're finding the right place and the right am- amount of time to focus on each character. Is Ivar infuriating? Yes. Did we get too much of him at times last season and into the beginning half of this season? Absolutely. But was he effective in the moments that we got him in this episode in a total of maybe five minutes of screen time that we got Ivar? Maybe more with the speech at the end. But either way, he was used in the perfect way. Even the way that he was filmed, he was filmed in a less celebratory way and a little bit more down and dirty. It's hard to explain. It was something about the shading and the coloring, the way the lighting, the the way they were filming him. It, It created kind of a different effect on him. Maybe it's my imagination, maybe not. He seemed a little bit more raw and real and less... Unless, uh, that less sparkle, like, could you add a little bit more, uh, a little bit more, a <laughs> little bit more character animation to the, to the eyes to make it seem a little bluer or if, if it's blue, I don't know, but let me catch up in the live motherfucking chat. I'm a little exhausted tonight, but I'm not too exhausted to come out here and get silly with you guys. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> you talking to me, Phil? Are they really talking? No, you're not talking to you. Shut up. You fuck. No one wants to talk to you, you goofy son of a bitch. I do love Floki. Too many commercials. I hear you there. Too many freaking commercials. Another thing they're borrowing from AMC, I guess. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I agree, so many commercials. Judith's life matters, which is why they should have done more for her. Yeah, I agree. Damn, I can't tell. It's all right. Would love to see more shows. Exactly. I'm in full agreement. Uh... They did Judith's death dirty. Rest in peace, the Lagatha Judith makeout scene that was promised. They did. It made it seem. That's one of those examples of something. And this isn't indicative of new Vikings. This is a Vikings thing. They Sometimes they make it seem like things are going to be bigger, longer deals. And then you drop your pants and it's like, oh, that's all you got. It, it's. And Vikings kind of does that sometimes with ca- with character storylines or where you think a character is going to go. And they just speed up time. Like Judith, the last episode, it seemed like her and Lagatha were going to form some sort of relationship. Whether it was going to be dirty with paint and they were going to paint each other. Or it was just going to be kind of a friendship of them dealing with the fact that they've both lost something and get a little bit more character progression in these final few episodes. But instead they they just go yada yada yada. Okay, Judith's death. Dead. 
yada 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 and i don't know i it's i wasn't considering how many awesome things they did with her character this season i don't want to complain too much because they she definitely went out in a very good way at the top of where her character could go in stuff that we've seen with her doing this season doing the whole lady macbeth bit but i i think they could have been a little bit more creative or or taking their time a little bit more with this one. But occasionally Vikings does this and you just got to kind of get used to it. They did it in the early ages. They do it now too. You're into something like, ah, oh, this could be a cool little thing. I'm going to watch yada, yada, yada. Oh, oh Ragnar and uh, Rollo are across each other in the battlefield. We didn't really deal with this at all, but whatever it happens. It happens. Oh, LMR. Great to see you in the live motherfucking chat. Oh, I love this episode. Hello, Wheel. I'm Jason. Oh, oh, we got Jason in the live chat. Uh, hello to everyone. Her hair looks better. It's fill time. 20 minutes too early. That's what she said. <laughs> I was just about to do it. That's what she said, too, with the drop in the pants thing. Decided to get a little bit more graphic. Blue steel. Great to see you. That's crazy. Crazy ass Freya is going to blame the war on the gods being mad at Ivar for that. No, Phil, the preview was on relatively quick. I'm always late to live stream, so I admire Phil's punctuality. It's uh, it's it. It usually depends if I'm waiting for uh, if I'm waiting for Joe to come. It's it. It takes a little uh, takes a little longer to make Joe come. Why was I doing that with my hand when I was saying that? It's a different point altogether. Hell was the turning point. I think I think Justin's right. Hell was the turning point in the season where things started to go into a better direction. I don't know if it was just a matter of figuring out the rhythm and. It's hard when you have such a, and I've talked about this a lot. I don't want to belabor the point over and over again about how difficult it is for a show to go on after you lose such an important, like the main star of a show and to, to kind of reach other high points. Will the show ever be Ragnar's show again? No, it's going to be a different kind of show. And I, I think they're finally figuring out the right balance of it, or I'm hoping, I hope next season and, who was it that asked this if I think next season's going to be la the last season? Excuse me. They announced it. Ne I think I'd rather see the show go out at a positive point than go on a little bit too long. Because I think get to another good point, make from this this stage right now in Vikings where I'm confident. Now I'm confident that next week's episode is going to be, should be fun. <laughs> I said it. Wait. Dun, dun, dun. I just heard weird weird uh forbidding music play in the background well shay shut up shut up phil <laughs> shut up phil that says next week's gonna be a good episode you jinxing son of a fucker i'm sorry i do can you ignore that can we, can we rewind time can we have superman fly around the uh, the the sun <laughs> that, that would be fucked up let's have superman fly around the sun for a second let's see how that works and throw a nuclear bomb into it no fly around the earth and rewind time for a second <laughs> fuck Okay, LMR says, I wonder if Ivar killed the women who delivered his son to make sure they don't spread what really happened. I would not put anything past Ivar, and I love the what they do what they did to Ivar in this episode too to make him even more or to add even more like a and bring back his nastiness and not making him romanticized in any way in this episode. And I think they tend to do that with him because as Brian suggested, if any one person is the star right now, I guess it's Ivar. But so he has a little bit of that main character shine to him at times. 
But I feel like in this episode, they they dirtied him up a little bit and showed you his true nature. Hannibal signed in on his other name. Signed under the porn name. I just worry about Floki. I thought when the rock, when which was a really awesome visual, when the landslide. I'm not going to try to sing that. I was just about to try. And landslide. No, 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 no. Don't do it. Stop it. No one even knows what you're doing now. You're just an idiot. Uh, when that part all happened, I, I, I was like, oh, Floki's a done for i still don't think he's getting out of there alive we'll get into that a little bit more when we get into the recap but i don't think he's leaving i don't think he's leaving that mountain without the dwarfs elliot collins great to see elliot collins in the live motherfucking chat brunhilda had one scene where she showed <laughs> iron side belts <laughs> birdie Phil, you have a delay. Oh, yeah, I'm, I have a delay, and I'm behind in the chat, so I'm reading old chat questions. But there is, I believe, a few-minute delay. Judith woke up that day she died. Every hair in place. Her chest Hurst has too much ADHD and not enough Adderall. <laughs> we get to see Laura. Good to see Jay. Did Floki find the Holy, holy Grail? You're stealing my uh, stealing my thunder, as as always. Bernie and I have the same same perspective. I wonder, did he find the Holy Grail? And then when he got buried in there, I think I wrote my notes. So Floki's the knight in the Last Crusade. Is that what we figured out in Vikings tonight? What have we learned tonight? We learned that Floki is the knight. Alexandria, Alexandria, <laughs> lady. Lady Dreamfire says, stupid fucking history has hours and hours of pawn stars. Another stupid show where they buy things and have so many fucking commercials with Vikings. Okay, it's expensive, but to make it, but really? I know, can't they cut hours from fucking Chumley and the old man? Bernie, that's what I was thinking too. He tossed that shit. <laughs> Bernie, that was interesting to see. I wish uh, they'd show us more. <laughs> I loved Floki in that scene. That was real. especially the way Floki he's Christians. It was hilarious that moment when he just walks in there and sees that. It was just it was fucking comical. Let's let's not get past it. What's Alfred going to say when his wife has a big blonde baby? He's going to say it's a god. That's right. I'm touched by the gods. This is uh this is Johan from uh from from the island of I don't know. I'm just, I'm just fucking, fucking. <laughs> I'm just fucking, fucking. This is what happens when I'm tired. I'm like, I'm just fucking, fucking. <laughs> good question, Mickey. Uh Blue Steel. Who, who would have thought that there'd be a Christian missionary at the bottom of a cane? Those guys are fucking everywhere. <laughs> Floki finds the Holy Grail in Monty Python. There was several. There was, a, there was something else almost right after that where. Uh, where I thought of Monty Python. Maybe it was with Uba where I, I wanted to say it's it's only a flesh wound when, when Torvi comes in there. Uba survived. It's only a flesh wound. I think Uba's the new Ragnar. He definitely has... Okay, if, besides just whatever people may have an issue with the actor and, and overacting to with the eyeballs and stuff, but they, he, his styling... From almost from inception of the character has has been most has most resembled the early Ragnar, and I do think there's some to some extent each one of the brothers has some piece of him, 
I don't necessarily see it in Hits, Hitsock. I and I see something in Bjorn, but I still don't really see Ragnar in Bjorn. Uh, I think he, because of so much of him fighting for his own identity and the influence that Floki and Rollo, who possibly is his father, but whatever, who cares about that bullshit? But it, but he has just so many other influences of how old he is. Ivar, I guess, has some of Ragnar, but even in that, maybe some of his way he can deliver a speech and yell and 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 organize people around around him and have some sort of charisma. But I think Uba is the one that most encompasses what Ragnar's true vision for his people were, was. And he's holding that true, as we've seen in this episode. And you, you, ha you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to. I'm not telling you what you have to. You have to do that. It's one of those weird expressions. Right? You gotta feel for the guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, you don't have to feel for the guy. You can go, fuck you, dude. You know? Eat a bag of eat a fucking bag of ass, Suba. What the fuck? But but no, I, and I'm enjoying his storyline this season. And I do get the most when I'm watching him. He's the one that from certain angles and from certain vibes, I do feel Ragnar E. With with some exceptions. But I love that. I love his him straight out being being honest and direct about his use of Christianity to further his own point. He's like, yeah, I use that shit like toilet paper. I use that shit like the three seashells to get my people a place. Fucking A. Fuck a B, it has no holes. Okay. Do, 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 do. I think Uba is the new Ragnar. Do you think Joe has more hope for this show becoming good when it's first started watching or Walking Dead going back to be good before Glenn's death? I don't think Joe, if we're, if you're, if you're honestly asking that question, I don't think Joe has hope for either. I think he's decided that if he is being for his dislike of a show, he's going he picked that one to watch because of uh I think I think part of it had to do with work commitment and time and what day of the week and all that sort of shit. And that and that with uh great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and the history not not history channel. The history of the fact that we've that was the first thing we've done on the channel. So I think I think Joe's wrong about <laughs> about about Vikings right now because I think he's he hates Ivar so much it blinds him to anything else that he could possibly enjoy in the show. So he is he's he's in a bad way about that. And I and I get that to a certain extent if people aren't feeling Ivar, but but in the the immortal words of <laughs> in the immortal words of one of our early live motherfucking chatters shut the fuck up Joe shut the fuck up Joe that's what I gotta say about that <laughs> I love you, but please. Uh, Uba sure looks like Ragnar after that fight. That crazy Floki laugh caused a landslide. Lagatha and her talking to Ragnar. I hope it's not just meaningless filler. Are they tracing something? Lagatha and her talking to Ragnar. I don't know. I don't know if it's just a... My biggest fear with Lagatha is 
that everything that they're doing with her right now is that they just don't know what to do with her, so they're trying to give her stuff and, they, and anything to keep her going right now. I don't know if she's just having her death memory march, essentially. I would like next episode to be Lagatha's last, but I don't see that happening now because I don't know how much Uba and Torvi are going to be a part of the of next episode. I. I mean, I'm sure they'll be in it at some some point. I will touch in on everybody next week. But I have a feeling that 90%, 70% of the episode is going to be the the fight of Kattegat. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but it seems like that's the main focus of the episode. So I assume that means Lagatha survives into the, the final season. And we'll see where they go with her on that one. I, I hope it's not meaningless filler as well. Let's see how many of the Phil's person, Phil the Issues guy's personalities come out tonight. I don't know what you're talking about. Shut up! Uh, <laughs> the new Ragnar and the new Lagatha. And I, again, and great to see Santovia Major in the live chat. I also can't say enough how much I love Torby again in this episode. She had a, re- I love when she just killed the guy that was trying to break into the uh, one-on-one battle. She's just like, fuck you asshole. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. Motherfuckers. Okay. So let me go back down over here. Uh, no, Floki just had a real mind. F- no, Phil, the issues guy. Floki just had a real mind fuck in the cave. Uh, during one of the longer commercial breaks, I forgot. I forgot I was watching Vikings needed sleep recess of Vikings. I'm on Hannibal now listening, li- listening on Stella H. I just heard coconuts slapping together. Swallows carried out the coconuts to England. How'd they get to Iceland? Look, LOL at Floki in the cave. I don't see Ragnar and Ivar at all. Fill the issues guy. I see him in his way. He can go into rage the way he can inspire people in his military tactics. That isn't always as effectively shown on the show for Ivar, but I, that's what, we're supposed to assume or understand about Ivar that his strong point is the way he'll be able to outmaneuver people on a battlefield and have interesting unique tactical uh, a tactical perspective in the way that Ragnar did and I think that's what we're going to see or I have a feeling we're going to see that in the next episode again it's been they picked and chose the moments to show us stuff like that but that's that is where Ivar hat supposed to have it. I don't think they often show it. Just imagine how the fans would revolt if Lagatha's dying words were being held by Bjornar. Oh, and also, Rolo's your daddy. <laughs> He's just cray cray. Good strategy though, Phil. Uh, Blue Steel, wouldn't that be something? So you're saying if a show just kills Ivar, he will like it again? No, uh, he's he's officially retired. Sorry, Jay. Sorry, Jay. Joe is officially retired. Joe is a cock block about Vikings. He's just hating, says Lady Dreamfire. And I I think Lady Dreamfire speaks the truth right there. Lagatha is the new seer. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Phil drinks and he knows things. <laughs> Said you did a song for them. Do tell. Uh, Are they going to keep Lagatha around because she's going to be killed by a son of Ragnar? I mean, I know Ivar wanted it to wanted it to be him, but I could see a situation where would Uba ever kill her? Would Uba turn to a point where I, you did kill my mother and this is my opportunity or she asks him to kill her or something? I don't know. I don't know. 
That's a good question. Uh, she's the new seer. I could see her being the new seer. I'm so sad that this show is over, though. No, we have one more week, and then we have 20 more episodes of Vikings. So anyone who is, like, lady who is maybe a little disappointed with the end of the season of Vikings, it's it. we have 21 episodes of Vikings left. That is, it's one season but that's two seasons of some some other shows, most shows these days that have ten episodes. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun, it's gonna be a long break, but I I was not hopeful at the midpoint of this season, and I'm very hopeful right now for the back half of for the final season of Vikings. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Wasn't Catherine Winnick Lagatha supposed to direct an episode? I think she did earlier in the season, I see Fury. I could be wrong about that. Or maybe it's an episode in season six that was announced. Vikings has one more season, my lady. I hope we get Last Kingdom before Game of Thrones, because once Game of Thrones goes here, nothing else will matter for months. Still, it begin with Ragnar and Lagatha. Season one, two, three were phenomenal. As slow as these episodes are paced, nothing will nothing will ever happen. I love Bernie in the live chat. And I agree, those first... For me, season one, I would go season three, season one, season three, season two in that order. And I would even go to season four that I thought was exceptionally awesome as well uh, for, for the majority of it. I think the first half of season five was probably my least favorite. And I've liked very much where they've gone this direction. But you know what I like as well? Recap! Time for the recap. So yes, we yeah we got 21 more episodes as of right now. So it is one more season, but it's gonna be a good run. <laughs> Not with all these commercials. They're gonna add commercials. We're gonna get less show. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so let's get into this episode. <laughs> time for a recap wonderful bug i need some of that energy i need some of it too i don't know what that that was, that was a mistake it was definitely a mistake it was alcohol driven let's say let's let's blame it. i'll blame it on the booze so let's get into the recap of this episode break it down and let me get, let me catch my breath so the episode starts out with a really nice rhythm. We kind of recap the commercials. <laughs> then we get about 10 or 15. The, the episode starts out with a commercial for Night Fight. And if you didn't know it tonight on Night Fight, they will be fighting in actual with actually Viking weapons. And make sure you tune in to Night Fight before you see the preview for next week's season finale of Vikings. If we didn't mention, Night Fight is premiering tonight, so make sure you watch it. Thank you. So, <laughs> do we know when the next season will air? I haven't checked. If I'm going by historically with Vikings, it will premiere probably in November. <laughs> no, wait, where are we now? We're in, uh, it's ending in, what the fucking month are we in? Almost in February. 
It will probably come back in February, March, April, May, June, July. So it'll probably be back in the, in the summer. I'm guessing it'll it'll be summertime. Is my is my assumption that the first half will be in the summer, and then the back half will be around the time when this season started. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm gonna get I'm in an extra goofy mood today. Um, I'm excited. I've had my first two days working the, working a new job, and I'm a little little tired for the first two days, but excited now to get into a rhythm and be able to come out here and babble with you guys a little bit more often. And uh, so, anyways, let's get into this silly recap and stop babbling out my uh, <laughs> babbling out my bum. So the episode starts out with a nice little rhythm. There's some crack rock, I mean some fire rocks, and there's a Floki's being Floki's starting a fire in a rock in a cave. And I said right at the beginning, it's already more interesting than anything else he's done this season. He explores the cave, looks around, no music, just his curiosity. And his curiosity was a lot of fun. It was he can play this stuff extremely well, and I know. People say in the chat, stop, stop uh, licking Floki's beard. I'm going to get get that all up in my, all up in me. I like it. I love, I love this guy on screen and, and I hope they don't, I hope they, I hope they end his character, him and Lagatha both. I think more so with Lagatha because she's not continuously interesting to me. Floki is individually. But they need to figure out the right moments to, and I hope they figure it out right because these are our two stowaways from the beginning. I guess Bjorn too, but it was different actors playing young young Bjorn. So I I think it's important to make sure you figure out the right time to say goodbye to these characters and don't stretch out their stories too fucking long. No matter how much I love love Floki and. I hope he doesn't leave that mountain. And I'm sorry to say that. I I don't I don't want him to to go back to the group in Iceland and be an inspired leader. What I don't know, no, no, please just let him die in that cave. Hey, February is Lady Dreamfire's birthday month, and you're hoping I sing you a song. I will. Yes. <laughs> Yes, is it's it's uh, I'll make sure um, you don't have what, what do we got? We got seven, eight more days. Awesome. So the first podcast I do in February, remind me about that. And I'll sing you a special birthday song. If you want to email me a couple of uh, a couple of subject matters, you can do that at I got issues, man, at gmail.com or I'll make it up on the spot and just do a variation of the birthday song. Either way, we'll all sing a big happy birthday to you. What is the date in February? Let us know. And it's a fun one. I'll talk about it more later. Uh, let's see. LDF, you're Will there be trouble in East Anglia? I can't believe the Vikings are just going to go sit there without raiding or doing something. I think that's going to become more of a problem, and we're going to deal with that stuff more next season. I think those, those were laying seeds for the final season stuff. But that's just my guess. And I, I do think that's not going to go without issue. It's not going to go without issue. So then after the Floki stop, we hear bells as everyone heads down. It seems Judith is on her deathbed. Alfred's there watching over her. She doesn't say a word. It looks like she's about to say a word. 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, lady. Uh, okay, so then we, okay, so yeah, we hear the bells. It's Judith's death. D Ding dong, Judith's dead. Or no, it's sad. The bells, bells, bells in the deep, deep, deep. <laughs> and then uh, Lagatha comes over and she, Lagatha's sad. And she says goodbye. And she she doesn't want she doesn't want Alfred to be sad because J Judith did something. Do not grieve over much. Don't grieve. She succeeded in her life's mission to see you become king. And then to secure your throne. She went through many, many trials and tribulations for you. I got you trials and tribulations. You will be king. You're the boy that will be king. Uh, Judith's last thought was probably of Athelstan. She was. She was thinking about some sweet applesauce. Speaking of some sweet motherfucking applesauce. Brian Dodd, thank you so much for that super chat donation. Means so fucking much, buddy. That is so awesome. Gonna give you a spin of the fucking wheel. It'll spin in that wheel for you. Mm. Take a sip of a beverage. But I had to move the beverage so it didn't land. It landed on drum fun. Ooh. So you get some drum fun. Let's see if I can make this happen right now. Time for some drum fun for this motherfucker. Let's see it. There you go. Sorry. Sorry for the, the long, broken silence. I'm realizing <laughs> I'm trying to assess how loud that is and if we're if we're exploding neighbors right now. Uh, so, but anyways, there's a little bit of drum fun for you. Thank you so much, Brian, for the super chat donation. It's too awesome of you. So let's continue. Uh, when Ubu was laying on the ground, he looked a lot like Ragnar. I agree. At that moment, that whole scene was, I think, extremely well done. And and the fight was not glorified in a television sort of way. It it's reminded me a lot. I just showed the Sopranos thing. Uh, obviously a different genre, but of the fight with Ralphie and Tony and that conclusion. And when it just feels like a real fight, it doesn't feel like a television orchestration. It feels like two people would how they really would have to kill each other. I keep hoping that Floki would find a door and it leads to Phil's studio. Wouldn't that be amazing? There is a hole in the wall right there. You you guys can't see it. One, one of these days, I'll give you guys a actual studio tour down here once I finally get shit all, all the shit set up. And <laughs> that would be great if Floki just popped on in. There's an episode of Deep Space Nine. Ding. Deep Space Nine. Comment. Where the main star of the show, uh, Captain Captain Cisco, or you know the big the big star, he's only in the episode for two seconds when two of the side characters are tunneling in the in the hills and they they open the wrong compartment and they're suddenly in the main office of the commander. They're like, "Hey, dude, sorry. <laughs> we'll see you later. We're going to our storyline for the episode." <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. But Brian, again, thank you so much for that. <laughs> Show us that hole. You want to see the hole? There's a hobbit that lives in there. And there was, what, what's going on there? Gizmo? Kaka? What are you, what are you doing in there, Gizmo? <laughs> okay, so, so Lagatha comforts her and Lagatha tells Alfred he's going to be. Now, did anyone think this was a little on the nose? Where's the line? Let's listen to this line again. Well, I don't have to play it again. She says something along the lines of, Alfred, you're going to be a really great king. <laughs> she succeeded in her life's mission to see you become king. And then to secure your throne. She went through many, many trials and tribulations for you. Speaking of trials and tribulations, the name of a Star Trek episode, King McKay. You have a duty now to repay her love by becoming a great king. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I almost wanted to see one of those VH1 pop-up video things to go on right when she said, and you agree become a great, ding, 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 great king. Could they have used a different... A different word there. No, but I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm picking on it a little bit. The, that's that's me. That's me. That's me being super nitpicky in the moment because I because I went. He <laughs> was that intentional. <laughs> we need a word for her to say right here in the dialogue. You want to be really like cloak and daggerly cool, and you know some people are gonna get. <laughs> let's call. Let's have her say great. No, I'm sorry. It's stupid. Anyways, fraggles do live there, and they grow those. What were the little guys called that used to build the Fraggles food? They would build those little architectural design things that the Fraggles ate. That was fucking awesome. Bum, 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 bum. Set, crash your day's way. Running for another day. Let the music play. Down a Fraggle Rock. Boom. Down a Fraggle Rock. The cave probably has two openings, but the cave Floki went in, I think, is really called hell. She knows things. Have a good night, my lovelies. Got to go, but I'll have fun. LMR, thank you so much for popping on in the live motherfucking chat tonight. Great to see you. King McKay, great to see you in the live chat as well, buddy. And all of our friends that are in and out, in and out, slap and tickle in the live motherfucking chat tonight. She didn't go through the trials and tribulations. She committed usurpation and murder. <laughs> God, I love Sintovia Major. I... I do not enjoy, I would not enjoy watching these episodes if I didn't get to come out here and talk to you guys in the live chat as much. It makes it so much better. Will Uba eventually fight Alfred since he's taken up with the Norse gods? Southeast, I do think eventually there probably will be some sort of conflict with the North Anglia stuff and Alfred being forced in a position where he has to not honor his word or he does honor what his grandfather really told him to do which was where Eckbert said yep yep let them take there but then when they least expect it kill them all or something or whatever I don't know I think something some some sort of conflict between Uba and Alfred's coming so I'm not sure if they're gonna have a singles combat like that but I could see could see it heading in a poorer direction between the two of them mm-mm I knew you had my back, Birdie. <laughs> I knew you had my back. I, I, lo I love it. I love it so much. So let's continue here. Then it's time for a fight. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. 
And let's listen to the rules of the fight as I run upstairs for a second. You have chosen your weapons. You are entitled to a second shield if the first one is shattered. This is a fight to the death. You'll both enter the sacred circle, but only one of you will come out of it alive. King Frodo, if you die, your people will settle here. If Uba dies, we attack Wessex together. This is the law. I love this whole setup too. I, I didn't get to hear it again, but I love how it gets set up like a prize fight. In this corner, we've got Uba, son of Ragnar. And in this corner, <laughs> with his companion Sam, we have Frodo Baggins. Baggins. But he has a powerful ring. And though he's set up to the fight, this will be a two lance battle. Each man will step in, only one will live. It'll be like Chosen versus Danielson, you know. Live or die, man. Die. Wrong. Honk. I mean, I, that's almost how I was. Turn on, turn on that sound. I did. I went to the wine ad attic. I went to. I did. I had to fill it. I had to fill up my drink. Eh? Get it? You get it? No one gets it. <laughs> no one gets how stupid I am. Oh, uh, so. Let's con let's continue here with this shit shit, and then it's time for a fight, and we get the pre-fight rituals. As Uba doesn't look scared, but he looks moderately concerned, and like he like he's like, oh shit, this is shit's real. Like we're not concerned, but he's getting into it, and, and he can tell he understands the gravity of his situation. And then we get into some Lagatha visions, as she has visions of past traumas, and she's like. Listen, everybody, I don't know what I'm doing. Blah. Yeah, and see, it's because she has the gray hair. That's, that's, this is Lagatha. Everyone, this is, this is our wolf Lagatha. <laughs> on, loan from, on loan from Katie Crow this evening. She, uh, she allowed me to, to warg into one of her forms. <laughs> Two men enter, one man leaves. Alfred the above average just doesn't have the right ring to it. It do it doesn't. I agree. It's not it's not quite it's not quite right, IC Fury. Not quite right. And that it's not quite as effective. Yeah, it two men and two men enter the octagon. Only one man lives. This will be a fight for the This will be a fight for the ages. Yes, it will. I'm the Viking King. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lagertha. Queen. Queen Lagertha. There you go. Stay, stay down there. So, <laughs> let's continue. So then we get the pre-fight. Rituals Uba is intense, looking, looking a bit concerned in the situation. He's like, he knows, it's, he knows he can win, but he knows it's going to be a tough fight. Lagatha has her vision of past traumas, sees the bishop dying, horses dying, oh god. She's on another spirit journey. We see her right, but we do get to see her right after the battle and what happened as she walks towards the fog, towards a shadow figure, and then she falls, and she falls into darkness. I mean, like, darkness washed over Lagatha. Darker than a black stairs took us on a moon, moonless prairie night. I mean, there was no bottom. And, and I mean, Lagatha's situation is all fucked up. And then we see her with the witch who's working on her. 
and who's cutting her hair and giving her new life and burning her hair and and burning that shitty wig and giving her a new shitty wig as we see Lagatha coming back to normal. And we're off to Floki who sees a light in the tunnel and he's crawling through it and he's crawling deeper, deeper, deeper looking for the dwarves. Then we get the fight starting between between Uba and Uba Uba and Frodo and almost immediately Uba loses one of his shields. Then he gets his second one and he looks a little bit more concerned and he drops but then he just says drops the shield and he gets all Ragnar he's like fuck you motherfucker let's fight and Frodo's like yeah let's do this. So Frodo knocks him down. Uba's definitely losing this first part of the fight. He's looking like Rocky after after like 10 Drogo fights. He's looking bad. Then Frodo seems to be playing to the crowd. Frodo's doing the classic mistake of the television antagonist in a fight. He starts playing to the audience, hitting them, then going, Ah, I'm Frodo of the Shire. And it's, no, I mean, kill him. Stab him and then cheer to the crowd. I mean, come on, really? But no, he starts just just talking to him and screaming to the crowd. So Uba's allowed or is able to get him to the ground and do the ground pound move. And he's ground, 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 looking for something to stabby stab. And Uba looks like he's having the advantage, but then Frodo has the advantage, and they're both a bloody mess. One's been stabbed in the head, one's been fucked up in the eye. They both get to their feet, and then it's chokehold time. It's choke, 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 to them back and forth, and choke, choke, choke. And uh, then you see... Then you see Uba, it's focusing on his eyes as it looks like Uba's about to lose. But then he, you can see him calling to Odin for help. Then Frodo gets up, and then they both fall down like a Rocky and Apollo. And they're both trying to crawl towards their axe. But Frodo gets up in time, and he goes and gets his axe. And then he walks really slowly towards Uba to kill him. But Uba's crawling really fast, and he gets to his axe or gets to his weapon, and he sneaks up behind him, or he does a little quick one quick move and gets behind him, and then kills him from behind. Bam! And then some one of Frodo's dudes runs in to try to stop the fight, and Torvi just, just goes, and kills him. And then one of the other kings goes, I'll allow it. And uh, Torvi says, one of the sons of Ragnar has won. And then we hear the, Uba, 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 Uba speech. And Uba has won the fight, but he looks... He, at first, I really thought he he was dead. <laughs> I really thought he was dead as disco. But nope. He met, he survived it. Are we doing a... Are we done seeing Bishop Batman now? They, they're contractually hooked up to him for, a few, for this season as a whole, probably. So we probably won't see Bishop Batman after this season, hopefully. Gandalf the Grey fell into darkness, emerged as Gandalf the White. Lagatha was the ultimate trend center, shoulder-length hair in the 9th century. What a boss. Did anyone else see the Frodo? Anyone else think Frodo looked like skinny Anthony Michael Hall? I have to, I'll have to look back uh, now that you said that and, and see if I think that. Foki had a Planet of the Apes Statue of Liberty moment when he saw that cross down the cave. <laughs> Damn you, Christians! Damn you to hell! <laughs> Southeast. That's fucking good. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. I love you guys in the live motherfucking chat. All of you. Each and every one of you. Uba checks. Uba checks. Uba checks. Uba checks. I can't stop. I can't stop this feeling. I can't stop. The, Uba check. I can't stop this feeling deep inside. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so after this point in the episode, we finally go to our the hero of our narrative, of course. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I scrolled down a little bit too fast. So, yeah, okay, so then we're back in the chambers. Uba is alive, but he's not doing well. Uh, Alfred calls for him and tells him to to go back to his, or to send him for the, cha- send him to his chambers. And <laughs> this was the line. Right, let's see if I have this. This was the other line that made me think of something from Monty Python. Let's see if I, let's see if I can. Parker. You're alive. Oh, wait, no, it was before this. Let me see. I think I missed it. It's It was the, it was the line on the... Far, sorry, 519 now. 519. Uh, it was the line where Torvi says to, to Alfred something along the lines of, uh, Uba, Uba has has uh, protected the peace but he's very badly hurt <laughs> the way she says it it almost sounds like it's a but he's very badly burned <laughs> um hooked on a feeling Ooh, hooked on floki's feelings <laughs> no i didn't get it sometimes i miss things i miss things i am i am a uh, silly silly <laughs> Silly hippie after all. And and as you've mentioned, lady, the, the delay from the chat from what I'm, what I'm saying for a few second delay screws me up because sometimes I don't remember what I was saying five seconds earlier. <laughs> People are like, remember when you said that two seconds earlier? What? Short-term memory loss? Ubi did look for sure dead. It was, it was bad. It was bad. Oh yeah, this is gonna uh, we're gonna get we're gonna print up this T-shirt with a uh, Joe, you're wrong. We'll, we'll get the we'll get this this text. Where can we can we uh, can I can I change this? Let me change this. <laughs> Joe is wrong. <laughs> yeah, we wanna wanna do this. Get a, get some sort of some sort of T-shirt with <laughs> Joe is wrong. There we go. Oh, okay, I got it now. You were you were doing the uber checks, uber checks, uber checks, as the beginning of a song, and yeah, I, I get it now. <laughs> but I I have to say I I mentioned it earlier. I'll say it again. I loved the way this fight was filmed and choreographed. I love on a show like Vikings or. I don't mind stuff that seems a little bit more orchestrated in the right kinds of shows or even in bigger battles. But in a one-on-one battle like this, I like that they kind of made it seem, just made it seem real and made it seem, you felt the, you felt every moment, you felt every hit. It, it was dirty, dangerous, and well shot and graphically and good to go to graphic and very graphic they didn't hold back they they went all out with it and i liked it it was a highlight point of this episode from an action standpoint and excuse me just from a character standpoint to show what kind of man or what kind of viking essentially 
Uba Uba is, and we haven't seen him in a, in something like this. We haven't seen a lot of our characters in something like this, but this really showed his, that he's Ragnar's son, and not that there was any doubt of it, but to see him reach in and pull that out, I don't know. I thought it was depicted well on screen, and yeah, I liked I liked every second of this battle. It it reminded me of a lot of fights in movies that aren't overly choreographed and are just raw battle kind of shits. Things like, things like, as I mentioned earlier, Tony and Ralphie fighting on the Sopranos or not to this extent, but, but like that, they live fight with Roddy Piper and the other dude, like when it just feels like our knockdown drag down, real dirty fight. Yeah. Love how it was not stylized. Torvi plays as, a mean Adriana tonight. I thought it was great. I don't know, King King Kishu was definitely ride or die. See, I think I missed something else. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was dead for sure when Uba got hit in the lungs with the axe. It definitely looked like it was. I wouldn't have minded even. I know Uba is a very is I'm enjoying his character a great deal and I'm looking forward to seeing where they're going to go with it. But if they had decided that this was the point where they were going to kill his character after winning that battle but dying in the process, I wouldn't have hated that either. So often in fantasy, heroes slice down full armored soldiers with a single sword swig. But really it's it takes so many chips and so many chips to finally do. It was a slow battle to see them keep crawling towards each other because they know there's no other outcome than to one of them to than them to die. It, it just I don't know. It felt like I had a lot of weight to it and didn't feel like just another foot soldier of a battle. So so I appreciate where they were going for in that battle. Really, it really was refreshing, and not necessarily how I expected it to go either. And I don't mean that as an insult to the show. I just mean, I wasn't expecting it to be that raw. Ooh, baby. I like it raw. <laughs> I like Vikings raw. I, d I didn't expect it to go, go, go that far. And I liked it. Hmm. I was like, okay, this is happening. Oh, oh yes, it's happening. I got so lucky there. I spilt a beer, but it didn't actually spill. Alfred is the king. He's the only one who doesn't have shit over him. So let's continue in here to get to our the hero of our narrative again. <laughs> the one and only. He's such a monster. You promised me. You promised me a beautiful child. He was our child. The child of a god. Odin's son was the fairest and most beautiful of all the gods. I thought it doesn't that... matter. Ivan, please tell me. What have you done with our child? With our son? It's not my fault. You did this. Where is my baby? Where is my baby? So that's the first of the conflicts that they have. And Ivar is already starting in that moment to... He, he worked through it in his head, the rationalization of the situation. And I think he knows at this point, and she's having to fight off the urge to say, it's not even your son right there. It's uh, it's 
it's kind of horrifying, but I think it is ultimately a good depiction of what we need to believe that Ivar is capable of and what kind of what he would do and how much he has such contempt for the way he was forced to live and for the fact that Ragnar didn't have the guts to kill him or that he was saved or whatever it he and he didn't have the guts to do it either he left him out in the cold and let nature take its course but either way I think it shows us a lot of Ivar and it's very it's obviously like a fucking horrible thing to fucking do and in his whole situation I know even if it isn't his kid which he knows and somewhere inside he knows and who knows that if the basis of it really being his kid if he would have any sort of other decision. If there was that, if that took any part in his decision-making process in it, even on a subconscious level. Maybe I'm thinking about it more than he did or more than the writers did. Either way, I wonder about that. Would Ivar have been able to do it if he knew for a fact it was his son? I think so. I don't think it would have mattered. I think in that moment he thought it was his kid and it wouldn't have stopped him. Either way, I feel like we got a lot of negative in a way of understanding more of what a contempt contemptible character he is about Ivar in this episode and I liked it all real fights normally end with two dudes trying to wriggle a dagger into the other guy's armor did anyone else notice the captions said Frodo gasping when Torby said Uba won I was like what amazing how fast Uba heals <laughs> amazing how much time passes with Viking sometimes so we get more Floki moving around. So then we go to Harold and Bjorn's situation, which was in a sense maybe an afterthought in the episode because were we getting premature Viking Lation here, where we got them leading up to a big fight and they're about to they're about to fight fight. Oh no, I'm sorry, it's on the boat first. We go to Harold and Bjorn dealing with a perfect storm here. Okay, we don't have to listen to that, but uh, but Magnus, uh, Magnus and Magnus's new girl, which is going to be the storyline I'm voting for. I'm going to care the least about next season. Uh, it he prayed to Jesus and and yeah, okay, which has some sort of parallel to later in the episode or to Torby to Uba in the moment when he needed it going to Odin. So you are what you know you truly believe in the moment where you feel like you're up against your life. So. Whatever, I appreciate that stuff. I'm just not fully invested in Magnus as a character yet. He hasn't won me over. I mean, who the fuck am I? What kind of asshole am I for to be like, I oh, needs to win me over, but he hasn't yet for whatever that's worth. Oh my goodness. Oh fuck. We have another super chat donation. This one from one of the awesome fuckers out there, the bloody talker. Who I uh, gotta send some love to the Bloody Talker for suggesting something which I am gonna be signing up for pretty soon. But lots of love to the Bloody Talker who says, Started reading Game of Thrones Clash of Kings. I forgot how much better the books are. I kinda don't want a Duncan Hegg spinoff now. They will mess it up. Spin of the wheel for the Bloody Frickin' Taka. And Robert, you have the sexiest name in the business, buddy. Sexiest name in the business. Phil Drink? Did it really just land on Phil Drink? It did. It landed on Phil Drink. So, Bloody Talker, toast to you, my friend. Mm mm mm. 
Oh, yes. Woo. Drink it. Been lurking like a creeper. Oh, I love the bloody talker in the live chat. Moving on to Bjorn. The best is when he got bitch slapped by his wife. Oh, we're going to get to that. But first, let's go to the prequel to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So Fluky, Fluky, it's a fluke. Floki comes back into a cave or maybe a, a <laughs> comes back into the cave and he eventually crawls through into a cavern and finds a cross and a cup. <laughs> is it the Holy Grail? Don't drink, Floki. <laughs> or, or you're not allowed to leave or you might choose poorly. And we get classic Floki giggles and more giggles as he just, as this, this is, this is acting, Joe. The, it's, this is a great moment where Floki, he laughs insanely and the laughter at first is, is, is a joyful laugh for a moment. And then you can see the look in his face as he continues to laugh in the same joyful way as his face starts turning like, oh, and then eventually turns into crying and eventually turns into screaming rage as his screams makes the mountain come down and flow in a landslide as he's trapped and Floki becomes the knight from the last crusade. Phil, when are we getting a movie reboot stream? You fucking asshole. I'm going to add you fucking asshole. Where was that fucking link? Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm disgusting. You know what? I made a list last week about stuff I need to catch up on. And I forgot about that one. I said, I think I said in the podcast, I have one more and I have to do movie spinoff thing. You, and you sent me a tweet about that, right? That had the link to that IMDB thing that I had checked out one spinoff podcast. I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. Uh, since I've moved into this new spot, I also had some uh, change in a work situation. So I've been having to find a new job. So a lot of my free time was spent on going out on interviews and you know fucking sending shit out and all that sort of crap i finally started working the last two days a new another second job i already have another one too uh but but now that i'm actually into a schedule that's gonna that i'm gonna know what the fuck it is i can figure out the times i can podcast more so in the expect in the next couple of months leading up to game of thrones a lot more of me annoying you out here live with the motherfucking chat and catching up on a lot of podcasts I have to catch up on. So thank you for the reminder. Feel free to tweet my ass again, the link and be like, remember this? Remember, remember. Thank you. Thank you. I'm calling myself an asshole, but I appreciate that. Robert send me, send me the link one more time again, just so I get it more recently and I can remember it. Ragnar had the guts to kill Ivar. Ass log saved him. Thank you, Icy Fury. I forget that sometimes. Ragnar did the same exact thing and left him out. Ass log was just quicker. Magnus is so expendable. I just don't give two flying fuckburgers about him. Mm. I wish I did. I wish I killed, cared about him, but I don't. I, he, he hasn't earned it for me in the characters, but whatever. Whatever. Whatever, motherfucker. Let's see. I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm uh, moving through here. I'm um sorry. I'm I'm got distracted. You ever get, see a message or something? I just I just got a uh, 
I just got a, uh, a message that distracted me. No, I'm not looking at you, message. I'm not looking at you till after the podcast. Yeah, Magnus is very, very expendable and not like Sylvester Stallone. So <laughs> that was bad. Where I need, a, I, need a, I need some horrible sound effect to, uh, to counterbalance my horrible joke there. Not like Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so then we go to that the Vikings made it through the storm. And as uh, as someone mentioned a few seconds ago, we can start talking about Bjorn a little bit more. The Bjorn's marching out of the water to the land. Bjorn is trying to figure out where they're at. They're lost a little bit. They lost a lot of people. And Harold is pissed off. Harold's got a hair across his ass now. He's like, Bjorn's Bjorn got the girl. Bjorn's going to take all the all the credit for this. I had a better deal with Ivar. And fine hair, for the first time this season, kind of annoyed me in this scene a little bit. It seemed a little... But I get it. I, no, now that I think about it more, he didn't annoy me because this is kind of real. When you're, you're trapped on a boat with somebody and you almost go through a life or death situation after you tell them not to do the thing you're going to do, you're going to start bitching and moaning about every little thing. You're just going to start screaming. You're going to start being like, fuck you. I'm just going to go to Ivar. Ivar sounds like my deal with Ivar was better. Fuck you. <laughs> so, I don't know. I appreciate it. But this scene was fun. And I agree that the best part of this is Bjorn's wife just stepping in and bitch slapping both of them. Essentially being like, dudes. What are you doing? Kill Ivar first, fight later. Come on. I have some idea. I think I recognize those mountains. I don't know how many ships we lost in the storm. Not enough to change my intention. We will cross those mountains. I don't know why on the audio right now that I, I captured there, it's the the water is way louder than the dialogue. The text has to get and but whatever, I'm not gonna. We don't have to listen to that. They they fight. They she steps in and convinces them to go kill Ivar, and they're like, okay, whatever. So then we go over to tube uh, to Tubi, <laughs> looking at Uvi. No, we're going to Torvi check on uba as the nuns are there too and he hides his face or he looks to jesus and he goes no odin save me so then we get uh someone gets somebody i don't care about gets in magnus's face calling him out that he called to jesus and like you called to him and bjorn told me to watch you and then he jumps in the water and then she turns to bjorn and says well he's a christian your brother and Bjorn, Bjorn says, well, duh, he grew up around him or whatever. But Bjorn says, hmm, really? And in threat of no, in lieu, I mean, not threat in lieu of no Iceland plot, essentially, except for the cave stuff, which I'm actually interested in. Mm. The thing I care the, the least about is Magnus. Uh, she, he's not as interesting as Crazy Pants. He needs, he needs to show that he has some of his mother in him to be more interesting. So two people are looking at... Okay, so then we see the Vikings leading to the new land of North Anglia. Alfred gives them the land. Lagatha's there too with Torvi. They see the land. Lagatha calls to uh, Ragnar and says, Our dreams are coming true, Ragnar. Okay, so then we get an interesting scene with... 
with first of all Ivar walks through and he in everyone the minute he walks and everyone stops partying and he's like get back to fucking partying what what are you guys doing uh, like he gets all pissed off I love this shit he starts just yelling at people for not having a good time. Everything just gets poor. Come on, Ivar, talk. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was I was I was waiting too long for it. I, I'm, I'm skipping it. Ivar says, "Just get back to partying," and he just screams. So then we see Freya and Ivar talking about how, or she's passively or aggressively talking shit to him about how she knows he killed him and that the kid was found and blah, 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 blah. So let's listen to a little bit of this. Well, they have found part of him. Hunters. They were killing foxes and in their den they found. of a god dragged beneath the earth eaten by foxes I wonder if he was still alive no no of course not it was too cold how did they know it was him you're right it could have been any child and perhaps I was wrong to talk about our child as if he was a god. He was, after all, just another child. Tell me the truth, Ivar. Did you kill our son? After everything I did for you? After everything that you did for me? What did you do for me, Fredis? Is he really my son? What's he? You see, I'm not so sure anymore. I'm not sure that that poor crippled bastard was my son. Yes. What's he? <laughs> you lied to me. You lied to me. Everything you ever said was a lie. Everything. And he starts choking her. But he lets go. And she gets this look like, I'm fucked. I, I, I'm in a fuck situation here in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, he, he knows, he knows. So Ivar basically says to her there, not even more or less, he di almost directly says, I know it's not my kid. I, I talked to Maury. Maury told me it's not my kid. And then we go over to Hits and... Olaf, the Buddha guy, and they have a fun conversation about Ivar where Olaf still doesn't know if he picked the right side. Well, here we are. Yes. No, I still can't help wondering if I have made the right choice. Everything I hear about Ivar makes me believe that he is a man. Unlike all others, a force of nature. If you believe in fate, and it seems that his star is in the ascendancy. I think your reading of fate is part two. 
Santobia <laughs> says, I can't lie. Seeing Ivar Choker made me laugh a little bit. And Joe is always wrong. Antoine Thomas in the live chat. Great to see you, Antoine Thomas. Good to see you, buddy. So then we flash to uh, to Lagatha back in court, and she's looking at the graves of her exes. Is she looking at Eckbert's grave and uh, Bishop Batman's grave and looking at all her exes and like, they're all dead and I'm still the same age. <laughs> oh, what I like about, what I like about these sex, what I like about these Saxons is they keep getting older and dying and I stay the same age. So we're back in with, uh, so, with La so Lagatha has her moment there. Then we flash over to Uba, and he is up, and Torvi tells him of his successes of fulfilling his dad's dreams. She, he asks him what is wrong, and do I have this? I've realized your father's dream. Here we go. 3,000 Danes have gone to the settlement. 3,000. Now it can be self-sufficient, and now it can survive. Mm. I'm glad. Are you really glad? Yes. Yes, a thousand times, yes. Leave us. I need to talk to you, Toby. Then what is it? What is wrong? I can see that something is wrong. Bring me the cross. Jordy the Jedi. What's going on with this series? Heading for the season finale next week. Oh, oh, I, Antoine, Something they did. Something inside me. What do you mean? They did do Judith dirty in this episode. That was not a good way to say goodbye to, to the amazing character of Judith. We talked about that earlier. I don't know if it happened during the fight. Afterwards, when I thought I was going to die, but this cross means nothing to me. I put it on like a brooch, bangle, some decoration. It speaks so other people can hear it. It doesn't speak to me. But you wanted to be a Christian. No, I wanted what being a Christian could do for me. Oh, he used him. My people. Uba, uba. Uba, 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 bubba da booba. So you still believe Uba. in the old ways? Yes. I love yes, this. The music that's kicking in. It's. Spirits, they filled me. How could I fight for a Christ God? Some stranger. No, I was filled with the spirit of Odin, Thor, and Frey. Familiar spirits. In my heart, I called for them, and they answered me. So once more, once more, I embrace the true gods, the gods of my father. I love how she loves this, and she gets. She, she's like, curls up next to him, and is like, "Yeah, you talk it, Uba." Great scene between the two of them. I liked it a lot. Good stuff. 
Uh, Antoine, when will they? When will we see Harold as the Anglo-Saxon king? I just want to see King Harold versus William the Conqueror in the storybook ending to end gloriously. I wonder if they're going to go in that direction. A couple people have said this, and I tend to agree. At this point, I don't know how much of this is going to give us the actual historical tentpole moments we think that they're going to give, or historically they're going to give it. I wouldn't be surprised if this series tends to ignore the actual historical events from this point to the end of the series. I hope that's not the case, and if that is the case, we are to see Harold be king someday. And that's an interesting thing to think where we see the story right now. Could this season end with all of Ragnar's kids dying and Harold ruling ruling all of Norway? I don't know. It's it's going to be fun. Uba showed he can plot and plan like Ragnar too. All this, I don't believe in the Christian God anymore talk is getting Torvi all hot and bothered. Blue Steel, I was thinking the same thing. She curls up right next to him and just starts smiling and feeling good. Dun, 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 dun. Battle of Hastings is the most important thing. I love it, Antoine. Please edumacate me because I don't know much about the actual history. That's one of the things that I miss with Joe. Joe knew a little bit more about that stuff than I, and when we had Joe's dad on, he knew even more than either of us. So I pre- appreciate that. That's stuff that that is always awesome to hear about the actual historical events and what is known about them and how it matches up to what we see on the screen, which I feel was more of a thing in the early seasons for Vikings and less important as the series goes on. So then we get to see Lagatha. She washes her face. She doesn't recognize herself. That's not much else to say about that. Torba, Torba. I keep, I keep wanting to mispronounce Torvi or Uba's name. I keep combining them. I'm trying to make them into a shipping couple name. Ubvi, Torba, Torvi and Uba. <laughs> say I'm not doing it on purpose that time it was a purpose it was horrible say goodbye to Alfred and Lagatha shows up too and goes hey can I come hey guys I lost my country let me come you have proven yourselves to be a good and wise king Alfred there's no one better to lead your country forward and fare you well also Torvi and your children we have so much to thank you for may the lord bless and keep you all the days of your life wait it's I'm... all right with you, Ube. I want to come with you. It's time for me to go home. I want to come. And they ride off into the sunset. So then we get another one of these kind of cut, two things cut in once a little bit to a certain extent. Ivor gives a speech about his love for his child. Spring is coming. Winter's coming. What'd you say? Spring is coming. No, winter's coming. The last of my country. Spring is coming. Winter. The last of my country. Spring is coming. The earth renews itself. That which was dead comes alive again. Well, what is dead may never die? Well, what's going on here? Everything changes. My wife gave birth to a child. Beautiful, beautiful boy. I held him in my arms and he was... And now he's quoting a John Lennon song? 
beautiful, 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 beautiful boy. Sorry, that's all I'm fucking. About. I'm being an asshole. As beautiful and as shining as Otim Sonbalta. My heart overflowed with love for that child. But the guts cut his life short. Oh, there's a rubble shama shama to the top of the They have their reasons. Fuck but it is hard for a mother to accept such things. To lose the child they've carried inside their body. But the will of the gods cannot be denied. They have other plans. And in all humility, we have to accept their verdict. King Harold, Harold and Harold. my brother Bjorn have abandoned York. And the Saxons have retaken the city. Our plan for this season was to raise an army, sail to York, and reclaim it as part of our empire of Catechat. I was expecting my brother Witzig to return with King Olaf and his army. We were going to attack York together. Unfortunately, they are not here. I just want to say a special thank you to area code. I don't have a name, but uh, area code eight five zero. Last numbers of your phone number four three. Uh, I'm glad you're able to finally catch a show live. No, thank you so much. You're fuck. You're fantastic. Get to the chopper. You're fantastic. No, you're you're fucking awesome. Thank you so much for being amazing. And uh, yeah, so Ivar gives a speech. Pumps up the crowd. I know. Things changed. So he gives a big speech. Well, there's more to it later. So Bjorn and Hitzak meet up and they talk. And uh, this is a, this is a feel-good moment. This is uh, getting all the guys together for the final battle here. Let's listen to the end of this episode here, and then we'll talk about it. Bjorn. Where are you going with such a large army? To support Ivo, I suppose. I did bring back the 1950s phonograph. I like it all scratchy like that. And I'm sure, I'm sure everyone loves it. It's so perfect to the ears. <laughs> There's something wrong. I can't tell if it's the wire or if it's the exporting out of the new boxes. But something's happening to the audio that's fucking with it right now. But this is one of those episodes where I feel like I wanted the... I, I had to, I had to like pull out the uh, old 45s and hook up my 45 phonograph audio recorder because the other recorder wasn't working. And uh, this is what we got. <laughs> See, I get what I get and I can't get upset. So, uh, so I got any, any, any way to make it happen <laughs> on this budget. <laughs> On the contrary, to attack him, to attack Kattegat with King Olaf, and with you, I suppose. This is one of the happiest days of my life. <laughs> How strange for a pack to cross like this. How strange, we could not face it. Hmm. Well, we fated to kill Ivar. 
I guess that's better. Right? It's weirdly better. It's only it's only coming out of one ear now, but I think it's clearer. All these years I've questioned the gods and myself. But now I know the reason. I know my fate. My fate is to kill Ivar. He's like, okay. You wanna kill him? My people, we will not venture out. We will not attack York. Instead, Recognizing our own vulnerability to attack, we will renew and strengthen the defenses of our great town. I am with you. I am speaking for you. Let those who want to destroy us know this. You will never Thank you, Centovia. We will always defeat you. The gods are with us. We are Marshall. We are Marshall. Goofy, goofy, goofy. And then we and then we get our commercial for night fight. Uh, but yeah, what's weird is uh, how I'm making it sound good is by like half unplugging it. So I think it's just a matter of getting the right wires set. Excuse me, set up. Wonderful bug. Thank you so much for checking out the show tonight, Blue Steel. Thank you for keeping on me about that. Sorry for the crappy audio most of the show with that. I will try to figure this out when I have some free time and order some wires. You know, order some fucking wires, dude. Uh, Phil, Judith rather die in peace than see the White Queen of the Lannisters rise. We shall remember the Vikings are legends as we remember the Riders of Rohan. Yes, Gondor dress code took over as Rohan's dress code died out. So will the Saxons' female dress code go through changes, says Antoine Thomas. Catch you later. Feel later as well. I am a, a hip goofy bastard. A hip, a hip. What's that? What's that? And then a big bad wolf came, ate Goofy. Ah! Oh, yes, I will kill you. Ah! Yes, soon you will be in a new dimension where they can drink your blood. Oh, I don't want to. Ah! <laughs> Anyways, so this was a, a very fun episode of Vikings again, and we're leading into our next week's season finale called... Ragnarok, I believe it's called. Uh, so uh, I do expect an appearance from uh, the Hulk. I'm hoping that we're going to get a special appearance from the Hulk. And that will be very fun. So, Bjorn and Hitsuck's romance rekindled. And I will catch all of you guys later. So I'm going to start to wrap things up here tonight. Keep this a little... Keep the Keep the end of the show babble. To a minimum tonight because I gotta get up early tomorrow morning. Mm -mm -mm. 
So you take a couple more questions and comments. Got a te another text message. Let's get up here. Get up there. Wrong mouse. Uh, great episode of Vikings. What do you expect from the season finale? Will Ivar win? <laughs> Will Ivar win? I think if I'm guessing, I would say Ivar lives but doesn't keep Kattegat. I it's I don't see Ivar dying, but I would like to see maybe them to go to that strong direction. But I I don't think I think Ivar somehow is able to get out of there. Maybe he'll go over to. But I do think the forces are too much and they overcome Cadigan. But I don't think Ivar is killed. Similar to Lagatha losing Cadigan, I think. Ivar will have time. and I, But that being said, I don't know if Ivar is one to escape either. So, I don't know. I'm not really good at Miss Cleoing. I'm not really good at predictions. If I'm to assume, the go by what Vikings usually does, we'll have some minor characters die and none of our main characters will die. And the fight will happen, but... There won't be any real outcome of it. It'll just be more of the same leading forward. I would like to see a change in I would like to see a change in leadership of Kattegat and see Bjorn and or Harold become a little bit more in charge of that situation and see Ivar being forced on the outskirts and being forced to be more on the attack if he's still around and more on the defensive as well. Ivar flees and goes to Uncle Rollo. I could see something like that. Ivar going over to York, gathering forces to try to, to try to raid and do something like that. Fucking up North Anglia somehow. I don't know. Hey, we got the Walking David in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see you, Walking David. Hope all is well with you in your neck of the world. Antoine Thomas said, good night. Make sure you give Judith a great burial in the season finale. Timo 30 and Katie Crow will dress in black dresses. <laughs> Lots of love, Antoine Thomas. Have a good night, buddy. Ivar will outwit all the outside attackers, but Freitas is going to stab him and cho or chop his balls off. Blue Steel, I could definitely see something like that happening. That's very uh, Shakespearean that, that he fights off all of his forces and... And then Lady Macbeth stabs him when he least expects it or something. I don't know if I quoted the right Shakespeare thing. <laughs> I don't know no Shakespeare's. The only Shakespeare's I know is the dude down the bar. It's Shakespeare's, you know? Shakespeare's. He fucking blows it on me, dude. Yeah, and I know what that phrasing sounded like. I don't give two flying fucks. Been working at this gas station for 47 years. Drinking fucking Budweiser's. Smoking fucking Marlboro's. So what's the concussion on I Iceland in the Floki Cave? <laughs> what's, the <laughs> what's the concussion? <laughs> Tell me the truth. Um, What's the conclusion on the Iceland in Floki Cave Explorer stuff? Uh, I think we've decided that Floki is actually the knight from Last Crusade. And he has tunneled into there, and he's not allowed to leave there until Indy and his father show up. I think I think that's what's happened. I think that 
I think Floki's found the Holy Grail. I think that's one of the things. I think that's what. And the other conclusion on that is that it's more interesting than the interpolitics, the inter, inter, yeah, the politics and the dynamics of setting up a, a, a commune or whatever there, <laughs> an outpost in Iceland, and all that stuff. Sorry, I'm I'm hitting the drunk wall. I'm like, Poof. oh yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, better explanation than mine. <laughs> See, it didn't really even make sense to me. I'm not sure he was even on Iceland at that point. Probably not. Good point, Santovia. He might have moved on to a different area at this point. I'm just assuming that he's still walking in that area. He might be in Alexandria by now. Excuse me. So I guess I should start to wrap things up. Yeah, why not? Start to wrap things up. Didn't I say that 20 minutes ago? I think I did. Oh, I do want to talk about one other thing. Why did I... Get so slow, Davy. <laughs> Sorry, Davy. I feel like every time I come on here, I have another announcement <laughs> about, as some people have pointed, a very potential nightmare, potential good movie, potential something or other. The Sopranos prequel movie thingamajigger that's coming out. There was another piece of casting announcement that came out this week. Uh, before The last piece of casting announcement that we got was John Barenthal, otherwise known as Shane. <laughs> well, the characters he's played, Shane from The Walking Dead or The Punisher from, well, The Punisher, and lots of other bit parts here and there in other movies. But anyways... He is going to be in the Sopranos prequel series, playing a yet-to-be-determined character. But they have announced that, yes, Tony Soprano will appear in the series as a young kid. And they found the person that's going to be playing Tony Soprano. And that is James Gandolfini's son. I haven't done a lot of research on this. I haven't really even looked into the story. I must admit, on this one, I headline read a little bit and didn't click on any articles to get into a little any depth of any kind but I did read it is James Gandolfini's son playing the part and I don't know if he has any experience and we shall see let's see uh, let me see if I can get a w let me see if I can see anything about this stuff uh Sopranos that's not how you play Sopranos that's not how you spell Sopranos. Sopranos, idiot. Spell it. Yes, here we go. Let's go to... That's uh, the first... Uh, dead, deadline. Let's, re let's read the Deadline article. Now, uh, the Sopranos... He is the son of James Gandolfini. Sopranos prequel films finds young Tony. Michael Gandolfini is a chip off the yellow block. He's the son of James Gandolfini who originally who originated the iconic role of Tony Soprano and won multiple Emmys. The late actor's son has been gaining experience and has had a, a breakout run on the HBO drama series The Deuce. 
I have not watched the deuce. If anyone in the live motherfucking chat has, I pr- I'd appreciate any any uh, opinion you have on this actor. He resembles his res- resemblance to Tony Soprano is uncanny. The filmmaker engaged in extensive audition process to find the young Tony before Gandolfini won the role. Sure. Insider said that his screen presence with the mastery of Tony's mannerisms coupled with his resemblance to his father made him the standout choice for the role. No one there understood the character better, said the insiders. He joins Alessandro Nivola, uh, Vera Veramigla, John Barenthal, Billy Magnusine, and Corey Strahl in the ensemble cast that's set in the era of 60s New York. So that is another piece of casting news for the Soprano series, um, new movie, whatever that's coming out. That, again, a couple of people have said, said it, and I agree, a high percentage of suckitude in that one, but I am going in it with hopeful perspective. Uh, James Franco, no. Shane, yes. Shane. John Barenthal, yes. Not yet. Floki will be 127 hours in that cave. In that cave, that shit's gonna be good. Yeah, he's gonna go all. Uh, <laughs> he is gonna go all James Franco there. I promise I will Santovia at a later podcast once I get into the flow a little bit. As I mentioned, nothing too exciting. Just just work. Floki's on Gilligan's Island. Floki's gotta find a professor to turn the coconut into a into a radio so we can call the Harlem Globetrotters and play a one-on-one basketball game against their number one to be able to escape the island and get brought back to Cattegat and become our seer. I think that's what I'm hoping is going to happen on Floki Island. <laughs> the Viking, Did Floki die in the cave? No. He didn't die in the cave. They specifically show him breathing, I believe, or or having some sort of moment that shows that he's still alive i I forget what the, if it was a breath or if it was a physical movement but floki i'm i'm willing to <laughs> bet money i don't have no i'm will i'm willing to to stake no reputation i have in any any single way i'm pretty sure floki's alive i'm pretty fucking sure <laughs> oh yeah what about Floki the wow about Floki's way I mean I think that's the only way if he can find a professor to make the coconut foam call call the Globetrotters play the one on one game and win his way back to the island to become our seer I think we'll all be happier people John Barenthal is he's generally good in most things he's in even when he has to play different kinds of characters i think uh he he was he's, he picked the right time he was lucky that he left the walking dead when he did it was the right time for him it allowed him to have another career unlike some of the people from the walking dead or from some shows when you're too much on a show ah, excuse me and it's uh <laughs> what am i doing ah relax everybody <laughs> oh my goodness John Barenthal would be a great submariner, says IC Theory. Uh, do, 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 do. So let's do this thing. Excuse me. If any of you out there 
Oh, before I go, I want to say a special thank you. <laughs> a special thank you. <laughs> what am I? What am I doing? What am I doing? Well, what's? What kind of asshole am I? I'm not any kind of asshole. I'm trying to play music. Play some fucking music. Let's see. What can I play? <laughs> what can I play? You guys are my... I want to send special message to you guys. You're my very special shit buddies. These are the, the best shit buddies out here. These are my fucking patrons. Lots of love to Brainwashed, Charlie Jimmy, Chris, Aaron, Hannibal, Icy Fury, Icy Fury, John, Lady, Lady Fat Ass Red, Lynetta, Mary, Michael Bennett, Nancy, a special mystery uh, patron who doesn't want to be known, but who is... Uh, who is one of my favorite people? So love you, buddy. You know who you are. You know I'm not saying your name, but you you know you know I want to show you some love. And of course, the wonderful, the amazing Santovia Major, my uncle Stephen, the one member of my family who's uh, who who supports me in any way. And of course, the amazing analysis of Thrones. So lots of love to all those patrons for being amazing and helping us out that next level. I just want to send a special thank you to all of you guys for all the love that you guys give and help to keep me being able to do this more than anything. So thank you so much to all of you guys. And everybody else, you are so fucking awesome to our super chatters, just our live motherfucking chatters, anyone who helps us out with the affiliate links or just hangs out and listens to a podcast, shares the channel, and helps more and more people find our podcast. Any little way, doesn't have to be with a donation, just if you can help spread the word and help it, just like we're a disease you need to pass on. If you know someone that might like our kind of bullshit, pass it on. Pa pass this shit on like a like a real smelly, smelly fucking joint and uh, pass it on to a buddy or help us out in some way that really would would be awesome. So everyone, if you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And I will talk to you next time. If I'm not on before then, I will try my ass off to get Joe Dirty Locks on this coming Sunday night for some sort of fun shit. And if he's not on, I'll be on to talk about some True Detective or Monday Monday afternoon at the light, latest. But maybe another surprise podcast here and there if I have a little bit more time in the next couple of days. But most likely the next time you see me out here will be Sunday evening around 10 30 11 o'clock everybody again thank you so much i'll talk to you next time later oh yes i'm sorry punisher season two uh season i haven't quite finished it yet and when joe and i do finish it him and I will be out to talk about that. We could possibly do that on Sunday if both of us are finished by then. So we might talk about Punisher then. So that's coming too. Good night, Brian Dodd, Jordy, Santovia Nager. Blue Steel pass on like the crabs at a frat party. Absolutely. Jay, I know how much you love it. So uh, one for Jay before we go. Where is it? I, I feel... You never have to tell me to play this song in honor of one of our best wonderful motherfucking chatters. One for one for the road. We'll, let's go out on the Timo song tonight. Good night everybody. It's Timo's rhythm tonight.
It's Timo's Red of the Night. 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 It's Timo's Red of